0: It's a money special tripe supper after the, uh, the figures released this week show that Premier League clubs generated £3 billion of revenue in the 2014-15 season, uh, and that's expected to rise to £4.5 billion at the end of next season, a lot of which is obviously down to the, to the new TV deals which are coming into place. Phil, to start with you, you've been looking at, at the, the TV deal, obviously Sky and BT, and how it's going to have an impact on clubs. First things first, from, from a fixture perspective, what can we expect there? Well... I-
1: Initially, I think a lot of people are fearing that we won't see any 3pm kickoffs on a Saturday next season, but I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration. Um, two reasons. Um, it, despite all the money going into the Premier League, there is still a, a stipulation where clubs have to have a minimum number of games live on the box, so it's five next season. Forget about when they happen to be. So, you know, potentially Borough just might have five live games next season. Um, and then obviously factoring in your midweek games as well, that isn't going to have a massive impact on on, on fans' um, schedules. But of course, a lot of these things, as we saw in the Championship, are success-dependent, aren't mm. they? I mean, last season, looking at my figures very quickly, is that um, Borough only had 40% of their fixtures last season at three o'clock on a Saturday. Um, I'm surprised that, it was that much. Yeah, be, that yeah I mean, then, obviously no, early season we had quite a yeah. few in there. Uh, uh, and, and, and that doesn't mean to say they were necessarily on the television. It's just that there were, there were, you know, you've got midweek games, yeah. of course. You've got games, for example, last game of the season. All of those were moved, not just Burroughs.
2: Quite a few rescheduled, weren't yeah. Yeah. So
1: So, you know, you know, not every game's going to be three o'clock on a Saturday anyway. So I think the impact, if, if we look at very, very quickly, the, the, three cl- the, three, the three clubs that came up a year ago, Bournemouth, Norwich and Watford, 63% of their matches we're sure were three o'clock on a Saturday. So that's six out of ten, basically. Um, so what's that? Twelve, nearly twelve out of, uh, of 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 nineteen home games. So that's not a massive, you know. And it, funnily enough, all three of those clubs had the same figure. So that suggests that unless you come up and and really compete in the top five or six. You're gonna be one of the clubs that gets featured now and again,
0: and only one of those three were in the dogfight come the end of the year. Exactly.
1: They? So unless you're really at the top or really at the bottom, um, I can imagine really a situation where Borough will be on now and again.
0: Uh, and Vic, uh, you know, you look at next year. You look at Friday nights, Saturday lunchtime, Saturday nights, the the two TV slots on a Sunday, or the three o'clock on a Sunday if you play you a team who've been in the Europa League and the Monday night. But Ito Karanka has has repeatedly kind of expressed his. His pleasure at playing night games, hasn't he, or not necessarily, you know, evening games, not necessarily three o'clock. Yeah, the well,
2: we have a very good record in, both in night games and Friday night games, but of course that's working at a lower base. Uh, whether we can reproduce the, those kind of stats at, at the higher levels, is a different question. Uh, we kind of got used to the the kickoffs being all over the the, the shop in the championship, and I think three of the last eighteen games were were three were was three o'clock Saturday kickoffs, and. Uh, a few times we were victims of, of kickoffs being moved at very, very short notice. Uh, that is, quotation marks, the price of success because, uh, I mean, as, as Phil's just alluded to there, it's, if you become a story, you're much more likely to be on. And in some ways, you kind of hope that we're not a story next year and you know, we, we go and nestle somewhere in mid table and no one notices and <laughs> lets us get away with it. Uh, but I, I think we've been away for so mm. long out of the Premier League that maybe we haven't been aware of exactly how it's changed because although uh, we, we all know about the influence of Sky I mean the, the, there's also the foreign broadcast to, yes. to take into account as well because every match basically is going to be live next year and it'd be interesting to see how that changes the culture because last time it was you know uh, can you find a stream uh, is it on the dodgy box somewhere and the answer next season is yes it is mm. it is on the dodgy box uh, and to be honest, almost every pub in, in, the, in the town will have almost every borough match on, even the ones that kick off at 3 o'clock, because although Sky don't, uh, Sky have the understanding that they're not being broadcast, they may well be broadcast on uh, in, in America or Australia or, or in, in the Middle East, and they will be picked up. I there's think also, it's sorry,
1: there's it, also the football-first situation, isn't there? Yeah. So even if you don't, wanna, you don't watch it as live you get home on a night, you, you, you've got a, if you're a Sky subscriber, you can watch extended highlights of the, any match. I think mean, it was 7, 8 o'clock at night or something like
0: that these days. I think they've read that the Premier League's international rights agreement, I think it rakes, I mean, something like Three billion over three point three over three seasons, so
3: yeah. you're looking at a billion a season. It's, m- it's a massive difference from the last time Borough were in the Premier League. I guess it, you just had the kind of the games on the Sunday, really. Uh, last time Borough were on the te- on the telly in the Premier League, but I mean, it's nothing really new in the Championship. Last season, we saw that you know Borough got moved to Monday night, and I'm sure a couple of games are being held on Thursday nights on on Sky, and especially with Sky not having the Champions League now. More and more championship games are moving all over the place, so in that sense, it's nothing kind of new. You do kind of plead for a little bit of common sense when you know when these games are chosen. I mean, you don't want Borough to go to Swansea on a Saturday lunchtime or you know Southampton on a Friday night. I mean, you plead that the author Hootney and the powers that be would give fans a little bit more thought than that, (laughs) (laughs) which obviously, uh, yeah, we're not sure about, but I mean, I guess the 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 real kind of the reason why it is an issue I think the third of Borough's games last season were on Sky weren't they and if you're a season ticket holder and you especially you know next season you've paid the the, the bigger price of the season ticket you perhaps will feel a little bit aggrieved to all of a sudden Borough are on TV every other week you could have thought well I could have saved my money and, and gone down the pub but it is the price of success as well isn't it and yeah. I think if Borough are doing well I don't think many people will complain about the extra in, coverage
0: in the Premier League is there is there a, a I'm not sure about this is there a difference in terms of the timescale of what what Notice the need to give clubs before
2: uh, they're on. It came out last year. Uh, there was a, a was it Palace or Arsenal switched at short notice, and it it turns out there's an unofficial. Uh, it's not statutory, but there's an unofficial understanding that there'd be a minimum of twenty one days. Right. Uh, usually, it's it's a lot. You know, the, the lead time's usually six weeks or so. Uh, we we were. Victims of that last year because we were the story. You know, we were, we were either at top of the table or pushing for promotion all the time, and and suddenly when we looked at the back end of the the, the fixtures, we 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 were looking at them and thinking, well, any any one of those could be on telly. Uh, I don't think we'll have that problem next year. To be honest, I think it will be we will be seen as the contractual obligation games, and uh, for the first season, certainly, I don't mind that.
1: No, borough with a big deal in the championship, yeah. borough leads and a couple of others. They put bums on seats. They get cho- they get chosen more than others. That, as Vic says, that will not be the case in the in the Premier League unless we're playing a Manchester United or a, or an Arsenal.
0: I was going to say so. I know this is pure of speculation and kind of speculative guesses but off the top of your head what games would you look at and think you know that has the potential of being of being nudged to TV
3: well, Sky love uh, the little kind of fairy tale don't they say so, you know the Man United game the Carranca Mourinho they know each other don't you know kind of games they'll probably get moved um, other than that I mean anything I mean I do think it's going to be pretty intense Man City Man United I think Sky yeah. are going to have a, pretty much a, a camera I think all,
2: all the new teams get an early taster so that the, the national punters can see what it is you know they, they're the new boys in town let's have a look at them so everyone gets a, a an early slot and then as O said you know sometimes there'll be, be a, a subplot which in this case is the uh, the Jose versus mm-hmm. I tour thing uh there'll also be the the Sunderland derby should matches you would match expect play. to be on and then as the season settle down as, I suppose it depends where we are and uh, you know whether stories emerge. I mean, for us, we would probably expect the, the Burnley match to be on because there's a bit of friction there, and we know that that's potentially a, a, a needle match. But the rest of the world would probably have not even noticed. It'd
0: just be us building that up.
1: Yeah. Them, I mean, for <laughs> the
0: week before I, the Burnley game. I mean, what I would
1: say is I don't think next season will be anywhere near as bad as it was when Borough were in Europe, mm. and we barely got a game on a Saturday before Christmas. Was it two thousand and five? Um, that season I know there was quite a few season all the first Saturday 3 outraged. o'clock kickoff was
2: about look, Not, yeah. December the 14th yeah, or, yeah. The you know it was
1: um, because of the European <laughs> commitments and because of Sky TV games and everything factored and we barely played at 3 o'clock on a Saturday that isn't going to be the case next season I don't think
0: is it a shame is that a shame that the, that the Saturday 3 o'clock is kind of dwindling away or is that just part and parcel now of the game and you've got to accept it
2: uh, I think because of the nature of our job, it just, it just blends into the, the rhythm of the week. Uh, if you're working nine to five, Monday to Friday, it becomes problematic if, if fixtures are move around because you have to jiggle your work rotors, you have to decide whether or not it's viable to actually go to a game. Uh, a lot of teesiders work away from home, uh, whether it's Leeds or London, and, and they are dependent on the match being on Saturday to before the eve can start making plans on whether to come back for the weekend or not. Uh, I, I, I do like the regularity of a Saturday. I mean, it, it, I mean, you'll be the same as me. If we're not playing on a Saturday, I'm walking around the living room, kicking my heels, you know, looking at Sky Sports all the time, and you think, well, I might as well be there or, or go to a non-league game or whatever, because there's a massive vacuum in the weekend.
0: The, John, I know we've spoke about this in the past, the, the kind of how things change in terms of the coverage, not just from Sky. It's it's kind of you know you put you'll put um, Gillette on on a Saturday afternoon in the preview of the game. The look back at it after the game. There's match of the day, then there's match of the day two, and there's goals on Sunday, and then Monday night football do the slot. So there's going to be so much uh, kind of a magnifying glass on Borough constantly, isn't
3: there? Yeah, and it'll it'll continue. It'll start kind of very early in the week as well. Um, you know, if, for example, Borussia playing. A Man United on the Saturday lunchtime, or whatever it's live on Sky. I mean, usually we last season we went to press conferences and there was probably what a ca- one camera and two written press there. Obviously, on a big, a big day, and that's on a, good ga- on a good game. It'll be it'll be relentless and it'll be kind of all yeah, as you said, Sky. You know, Gillette Sox, They usually grab a player, don't they, in an in-depth interview. Then they have all four of the the pundits having their say and talking about it. Then match of the day you're going to have Shearer talking about it and all all those pundits. Then goals on Sunday, and Middlesbrough are becoming a talking point again. And if Borough start well, they will become very quickly the story. And for the first few weeks, they won't, obviously, because you've got the likes of Mourinho back, you've got Guardiola back, and they're going to be the stories. But, you know, there there is a little, there will be plenty of interest in Borough, especially with Newcastle having gone down as well.
1: If you like ill informed opinion, vacuous statements, next season's this season. (laughs) Because because you're suddenly going to have. Everybody being an expert on Middlesbrough who hasn't seen them for nine for for, for seven years, and that, and and a lot of the writers who haven't, you know, you'll have people coming up from the the nationals telling everybody how great Steve Gibson is and pretending they've just discovered Middlesbrough exists again after after relegation. So, you know, you're not going to necessarily get better coverage, but what you are, as as everyone's rightly acknowledged, you're going to have more exhausted coverage. I mean. It's it, it's a nature of rolling news, isn't it? You know, Beres press conferences won't be any more exciting this season than they were last season. But they will be will be mulled over and uh, you know picked apart. Um, you know they'll be shown live or as live on the Sky. Um, I, I talk around um You know quirks and foibles. They'll all be they'll all be you know they'll be given a national airing rather than just two man, two men and his dog, which was the case last season. And ev-
2: every routine refereeing. Yeah. Mistake will be overanalyzed till it's the biggest conspiracy and outrage the world's ever known. I'm not particularly looking forward to that.
0: To but, be but the buzz, I mean, the buzz of kind of Borough being a thing and and, and opening the Sunday papers and Borough being there on the inside back and what have you. That that's going to be classic.
3: Yeah, it's 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 going to be brilliant, and that's what we've all all the football fans want, don't we? You want to be playing the the biggest teams in the world, the biggest players in the you know the world, come at the Riverside. I do think some of the coverage is going to be pretty kind of. Um, repetitive, pretty patronising, and quite a lot of fans. You're probably going to have some pundits going on. Oh, Daniel Jarl is a good defender, isn't he? You know, he used to play for Liverpool. You oh, know, Karanka used to be assistant manager at Real Madrid, don't you know? Obviously, we know all about that now. But other people from outside of Middlesbrough, that's going to be a story. So it is going to be a bit repetitive. I think Aitor will be asked plenty of, of questions that he's already been asked. So it'll be interesting to see how he copes with that, and it'll be interesting to see how he copes with the the, the kind of increased. Kind of, kind of strain pressure well, scrutiny, scrutiny, won't you? scrutiny you know, know. every kind of tactical decision he makes will get brought up by people that aren't the local paper well, but well, we do know, know that
1: Aitor, however he does it he doesn't miss it. a word that's written about Middlesbrough a mm-hmm. quote that's spoken about Middlesbrough he's aware of everything that goes on he will be aware of what's said on Match of the Day too on goals on Sunday. And if it's not very complimentary, he'll find it hard to cope with, I'm sure, because he's found it hard to cope with criticism so far. And he's going to have to... It probably hasn't helped him in some respects managing Middlesbrough because they tend to get a very good press from us, from the North East media, from the national media, to almost a patronising degree, quite frankly. Mm. Hence the reason Steve McLaren walked into the lion's den when he took on the England job. It'd gone from a very supportive environment, um, where even the national writers were saying what a good job he'd done with plucky old little Middlesbrough, to an environment where his every utterance was over-examined, every mistake he made, the brolly, everything, you, you name it. It was, was just... It is exaggerated to the 1,000th degree isn't it and it's going to be the same next season if Aito comes out and says something about a referee like he did after the Leeds match last season or which was it at the back end of the season the, where the Birmingham game, the Birmingham game yeah. that kind of got virtually ignored um, because it was a championship match you say that after you play Liverpool and it'll be the lead item on that night's Sky Sky Sports bullet yeah. and it'll be the uh, FA looking into comments by Aitor Karanka you know and I think he has to learn very quickly that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with defending your team, there's nothing wrong with having a point of view, there's nothing wrong with being an honest and uh, fair critic of, of somebody, but he's got to be aware of how
0: that's going to be construed. And there's the results as well, isn't there? I know, I remember when Mick McCarthy was here this year and, and he got asked whether the championship's the toughest league, and he basically said, well, no, you know, you look at the Prem. And you lose two you lose two games on the bounce and you look and you've got Man United away, Man City home, Arsenal away. There's that element to it as well, isn't there, that, that you've got to handle?
3: Yeah, there is, absolutely. And you will very easily put two or three defeats on the spin together. And you are away at Everton or away at Swansea and you think, oh, where are we going to get this from? But equally, it's important to remember that there's eight fewer games in the Premier League than the Championship. There's less midweeks and Borough tend to do well when they have more time on the training pitch, which Ito obviously is very gifted on the training pitch. So that'll play into Borough's hands, but equally they're up against better players yeah. at the end of the day. I mean, that, that is the big
2: cultural challenge for everyone around the club next year, is the, the prospect of losing two and three games in a row. We haven't done that for a couple of years. You know, under Ito Karanka there's been a win rate of over 50%, which is quite phenomenal. And in some ways you get to take that for granted, that you know, we we the play you'd interview a player after a defeat, and he'll say, "Well, you know, we've got a good record. After we lose a match, we bounce back really quickly." You know, there's going to be times in the Premier League when you go three or four games without a win. 't yeah. uh, you're going away to Stoke, thinking, you know, we really need a draw here. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, we saw, it, didn't we, when Borough went up last time? Um, uh, you know, initially there was a huge, massive interest. The stadium was full. They filled the corners in but we also saw a gradual drop-off of interest because, frankly, it's not much fun to see your team grind out draws against Swansea City, Stoke City, West Brom and that's what the Premier League was last time round and it's very likely to be the case all over again this time around. It's a very tough division, as we all know. Um, once the novelty wears off of playing Liverpool and Man United on your patch and Arsenal and Tottenham and Chelsea, it, it, it is... And that's why I try to make the point that last season and the season before for me Enjoy it. I enjoyed them mm, because yeah. Bur- as Vic says Borough Bur- how, won how often do you get as a fan or as a writer to cover a club when you think that if Borough turn up anywhere half decent they're going to win mm. and it's a great feeling isn't it you're going to see a successful team the town's buzzing the fans are buzzing you're you're writing about a winning team. The players are buzzing because they've won a, a ma- another match. The
2: gripe so, is that you're not winning well. Yeah, enough you,
1: you know it's it, it, it is a nice you know. Of course, we want to get we wanted to get out of the championship. You know, you know it was it was um, it was you know you bid it farewell, don't you? Very very quickly. But the chap the Premier League is you know is a different set of challenges, as Vic says.
3: It's good. Sorry, it's going to be interesting what the atmosphere is like at the. I mean, for the big games against the top clubs, it's going to be absolutely bouncing into the Riverside. You know, usually is for those games. But when uh, a Crystal Palace or even a Sunderland or a West Brom or even a Hull or a Burnley rock up at the Riverside, what will the expectation be? Will will the expectation be that well, we should go and wipe the floor with Sunderland, who have been in the Premier League for however many years? It's going to be interesting to see what the kind of what the mood is on the terrace. You know, the terraces. Be about that.
0: There's been lots said and kind of going back to where we started with, with the money on offer and, and kind of, you know, this, this constant thing that last year was the year to get up and this year was the year to be in the Prem. But on the pitch, you know, you look at the stories, Mourinho coming back, Guardiola, Klopp and, 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 and kind of the, the quality of managers at the top end. And I mean, teams like Everton finishing 11th, 12th, the story's there that they need to, to bounce back. It's, is it the most exciting season, in, and it, I'm not just saying this because it is the year where Bury are back, is it the most exciting season in a fair while to be back in the Premier League on the pitch as well?
2: It, it feels like a transitional season, I think. I mean, last year a lot of the big clubs underperformed, uh, and that, that's not to detract from Leicester's achievement, which was fantastic, but it was, in some ways, you feel, the end of the, an era for several teams there. Uh, and all those teams are rebuilding this year, and you really don't know what to expect. But they're rebuilding with a, with you know, new managers and, and new ambitions, but also with a hell of a lot of money. Mm. And that's one of the challenges that Borough face. Really, is that you know we've been away, you know we're seven years behind a, a lot of clubs in terms of spending and building up your your the squad resources. Uh, and this year there's going to be so much money thrown around, and and everyone can compete for players. And there's no saying now that, uh, you know, come August, that another team like Leicester are not going to have pulled out four or five gems and and be making that challenge. So that makes it exciting. There's a possibility there that the lesser team, the also runs can actually bring in some real quality. But I think you're right in that the teams at the top will be all expecting dramatic improvements on where they were last year. So that's going to make it harder because, obviously, that's six or eight teams that we're going to have to play twice.
1: Well, I think the elephant in the room, as far as people like Sky Sports are concerned, is that, yeah, it's wonderful Leicester won the league, but frankly, it was a proven Premier League in terms of quality last season. And the quality for me has been moderate for five or six years, since, since that really good Man United team started falling apart after Fergie went. Chelsea, Man City are nowhere near as good as they should be. Um, well, Arsenal, to, and, you know, totally you know I, think, I do think things will turn again. I mean, you know, you've got some really top quarter class managers coming in. I, I, I guess from our point of view, it's exciting to be involved in that. Um, the fact that Leicester won the league by something like 10 points, it, to me, just, you know, a, a brilliant achievement, and we wish it was us, don't we? But frankly, that says all you need to know about the, the Premier. If, if, if a well organised team of, for want of a better expression, journeymen, by and large, journeymen, can win the Premier League by that measure, by that margin. It says, it gives me hope that a well-organised Middlesbrough team can compete next season um, with a couple of canny acquisitions. You know, there's no reason at all why we we can't be mid-table or better.
0: But Um, but, but
1: what I'm also going to say is, where we've been, I don't know what you call it, lucky, whether it's luck or judgment, we've been really fortunate with injuries in the past couple mm. of seasons. We've kept our best players by and large, on the pitch. You only have to have a bad month in the Premier League, you know, and you can easily lose three key men. I'm not saying we will, and touch wood we won't, but you can easily lose three key men, and it takes, a, you know, the the difference there is suddenly you look very thin on the ground. You haven't got the squad that the Man Uniteds have got, and 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 so there the are outside factors that we just can't control.
0: With what you were saying about Leicester, there, though, um. Does, does with that come pressure, John, or the fact that there's no excuses anymore and the, and the standard, you know, that can always be harked back? Well, Leicester can do this, or West Ham can do this, or Southampton yeah. can do that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Every set of fans will, th- will think, you know, well, Leicester's it, why can't we? And I also think, um, I agree with Phil, that the standard of the Premier League over the last kind of, few years has, has dwindled a bit, but I think that will act as a massive wake up call to quite a few of the big clubs that were kind of cruising along. You're looking at potentially the top eight other than Arsenal all having new managers next season, including Liverpool, obviously Liverpool have gotten relatively new, so all of them will have new managers. All of them will probably be hurting a little bit about Leicester winning the league. Albeit you know in public it was great because Leicester won it. It probably wasn't. They probably looked at it and thought, Why why didn't we why? Arsenal, it it to Arsenal run, and yeah. Tottenham will be looking going, that why don't we know yeah, well, exactly.
1: the way that Liverpool's chance was a couple of years ago, it was yeah. Arsenal's chance last yeah, season and it was Tottenham's, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I think the great the with litmus the with with the strength of your National League the strength of is Europe, and in the Champions League for the last three or four seasons, English clubs have been nowhere. Shambolic. And that, and that is really, when, when people want to get on the high horse about how great the Premier League is, and I think it's an entertaining league, it's a watchable league, there's always a story happening, you know, it, it's got a massive global reach, but in terms of its actual quality, look at its, look at the performances of the Champions League. We were, we were almost producing four semi-finalists four or five years ago. That's dropped off now where we're looking to get anybody past the quarter-final stage.
0: To wrap it up, um slightly off subject there was the announcement of the pre-season friendly Villa this week I mean that shows a change into the guard in, in some sense doesn't it Vic the fact that mighty Aston Villa and, and Borough are, I guess are the big club the charm friendly
2: well, you know you like to finish off with a, a fairly competitive lower league side
1: but <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle weren't available <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's a, an exciting
0: friendly though it isn't it it
2: does it would be interesting to see what the rest of the friendlies are like uh, yes that is a, a juicy one we haven't been there for a lot of years it'll be a good day out for a, a lot of Borough fans uh, it's their last friendly before their season kicks off because they start a week early for us. So down,
0: down in the champions. So that, the so
2: they will be, you know, they will be raring to go. You know, so it will be a tough test. It will be interesting to see what the other ones are, are, are like because in recent years, you know, they've been quite low key build ups haven't they? And, and mm-hmm. I talk around preferred league, his, key, league, uh, he's preferred they? his training camp rather than friendlies as being part of the mix. But I mean, you know the. The money factor plays again. I mean, we, you know, will we will we be offered lucrative friendlies somewhere abroad? I don't know. It, it it will be an interesting part of the build-up, but you know, Villa, big club, nice place to go, good day out, lots to prove
3: with the Champions League winning manager.
2: Jono hasn't been there before, yes, so big, big tick I there. That off. I
1: mean, I, I think it's a very good point actually about the standard of opposition in, in pre-season friendlies. And, to you it. know, every, every, every club's different, aren't they? But. Borough have tended to play, with we were at Doncaster last season, York's a regular one, uh, Barnsley quite often. Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. It's, you're not talking about really testing matches. You know, they're Probably the most testing thing they do is playing 150 degrees mm. Fahrenheit when they're in Spain in terms of the temperature. But do Borough go into seasons undercooked? They haven't particularly started well the last two seasons. So is there an argument there that they're not being tested enough before the season? I don't know how, how, you know, the, 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 there's a counter-argument to say why why leave your best performances on the training ground or on the in the in a friendly, but they haven't particularly started well in August. I think a they?
3: reason for one of the reasons for that is that over the last couple of years, haven't completed their transfer business early enough. They yeah. started the season with an undercooked squad. Well, that's the case
2: of, for most teams, though, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it is, and that and it goes back to the argument we had last week. Is that's quite, because the transfer window's daft. But, and it probably will happen again, but you hope that we're all get the the spine, certainly, the majority of them in before that before that Aston Villa game, hopefully. So that'll give them a good two weeks running up, but that's only what what, six six weeks away now? I mean I never again. feel that
1: like last friendly at home, for example, the Riverside ever feels like it's a truly competitive no, match. No. It always feels like a bit of a particularly when the opposition sometimes make a raft of changes like that French club did a couple of years ago I think they brought on about 52 players in the first yeah. 20 minutes and suddenly you're scrabbling down to see is, who's that at number 62 <laughs> uh, but I mean joking aside uh, you know there is that argument isn't there I don't know I mean I don't know how everybody else feels about it but you'd like to think that you know when you're going into your first Premier League game of the season and it could be Man United away who knows um, or it could be somebody successful like Leicester um, <laughs> do you want to go into that match having played a really tough match to, to, to see if you, you know the legs are up to it, they're up to the pace it's a fine of the game, line, I
0: think, yeah it? I
1: mean that's what I'm saying, I'm not sure the, the, what the right answer is, because
0: um, interestingly you now a lot of Premier League clubs actually face each other in the sponsored tournaments yeah. that are held on throughout the summer and you do need that, com- I think you need that competitiveness as well as the chance don't you to just, to just ring the changes at half time um, anything else fellas?
3: I'll take <laughs> that off. <on. laughs> Cheers, thanks a lot. That's